Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. Tell us, Jesus answered them, did I not choose you, the twelve, and one of you is a devil? He spoke of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for it was he who would betray him, being one of the twelve. Jesus knew. Jesus wasn't caught off guard. Jesus predicted it. Jesus expected it. But it's still kind of a startling statement, right? One of you is a devil. Betrayal hurts, not just because someone was against you, but because it was someone who you thought was on your side. It makes you feel like a fool to get taken advantage of. Today, Pastor Robert reminds us that Jesus knew all along that Judas would betray him. And you know what? Jesus didn't treat him any different. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew, chapter 26, with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. We've been studying our way through the book of Matthew. In the Bible, we're told that if, if two or three of us are gathered together, the Lord Jesus said, I'll be there with you. I'll be in your midst. And I don't, I don't believe for a minute that that's limited to some geographic location. We are right now gathered together in spirit, one church. Um, whether you consider Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, your home church or not, that's irrelevant. You know, Jesus isn't going to be checking affiliation cards at the gates of heaven, right? We all know that. It's one church. We're his bride. We're his church. You know, he's with us. And so for the last few months, as we've been going through just chapter by chapter, verse by verse, uh, the gospel of, of Matthew, we have made it now as far as chapter 26, verses 14 through 16, where the, the heart of Judas Iscariot is finally revealed for all to see. But before we look at that, I want to take you back to verse 2, because Jesus he once again repeated something that, you know, he had stated it over and over on several occasions. In Matthew 26, verse 2, Jesus said, you know that after two days is the Passover and the Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified. Now, it seems to me anyway that, that only one person was really paying attention to Jesus when he said that. And if you remember, you know, what was going on, Matthew tells us they were gathered together in Bethany at the home of Simon the leper. They were having dinner, but in Bethany, Lazarus and his family also lived. Lazarus, the one that, that they, you know, Jesus had raised him from the dead and his sisters, Martha and Mary. And in John's gospel, we're, we're told that it was Mary 
as they're gathered around, as they're there at the dinner table, Mary came over with this alabaster jar of really, really expensive perfume. And John tells us it was like a year's wages, 300 denarii. So modern money, looking at the average income in the city of Miami, we're talking about like $50,000 worth of perfume that she pours all over Jesus. And when she did that, Matthew tells us that all the disciples freaked out. All the disciples got upset, called it a big waste. Why are you wasting this? It could have been given to the poor. But Jesus rebuked them. He told them, leave Mary alone. She's done a good work for me, preparing my body for burial. Now, John also tells us in his account that it was Judas who kind of led the other disciples astray. He was the one who spoke up initially, calling it a waste. And John says it was because of his love for money. John chapter 12, verses 4 through 6 say, but one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box and he used to take what was put in it. Now that, that one statement communicates so much information to us, right? He tells us that Judas was a thief. Now, that's a, that's a big statement. It wasn't just that, you know, Judas, you know, he was in a place where, you know, he ran out of money. He got laid off from his job, like so many people right now being laid off, being cut loose and freaking out about the paychecks. And, and so, it, you know, he had a weak moment of, and a moment of fear. He gave in to the fear and he grabbed something that wasn't his. He grabbed a loaf of bread or whatever. No, no, no. Judas was a thief. He regularly stole money from the team's money box. And John says he wasn't worried about the poor. He wasn't thinking about the poor. He was thinking about himself. So now with that backdrop, look at verses 14 to 16 of Matthew chapter 26. It says, then one of the 12 called Judas Iscariot went to the chief priests and said, what are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And they counted out to him 30 pieces of silver. So from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. It seems to me, and you know, I can't prove it to you, but it just seems to me like maybe this rebuke from the Lord Jesus when he said to Judas and the others, be quiet, leave the woman alone. She's done me a good work. She's preparing me for burial. Maybe that rebuke was a tipping point for Judas. Instead of just receiving the correction from the Lord Jesus in humility, well, he just fully committed himself to sin. Listen, it's one of those things, it's something that that you and I have to be aware of. It's something that, that you and I need to be alert to in ourselves because Proverbs tells us, faithful are the wounds of a friend. When somebody who cares about us, or for that matter, even an enemy, confronts us with some area of failure, some trespass, some sin, something that we've done, when we receive a rebuke from someone, in that moment, we have the opportunity, and it's going to go one or two ways. We're going to be tempted to kind of bow up in pride and, and, you know, how dare you judge me? Or how dare, you know, what about, well, what about what you did? And, but if we will just humble ourselves and acknowledge the wrongdoing, acknowledge the sin, acknowledge the pride, well, then we can be raised up. But see, Judas just, he just surrendered himself to it. He, he fully committed himself to this sin. Now, 
if you've lived long enough, you've personally experienced betrayal by somebody close to you. And it's, it's painful in part because it usually comes as a surprise, right? It comes as a, as a shock. This person who claimed to care about you, this person that you thought was your friend or thought loved you, whatever, they've done this thing and it catches you off guard. They've turned on you. They've attacked you. They've cheated on you or stolen from you. And, and listen, Judas was guilty of all of that. He had already been stealing from Jesus and the others, John said, worshiping money while he claimed to serve Christ. And now he offers Jesus up to the chief priest. This is such a significant thing. He, they didn't come to him saying, hey, would you be willing? You know, what if, what if, we, what if we gave you 30 pieces of silver? No, no, no. He went to them. Judas went to the chief priests. But it didn't surprise Jesus. That's something that we need to also be aware of. This betrayal was not a surprise to the Lord Jesus. All the way back in John chapter 6, verses 70 and 71, they tell us, Jesus answered them, did I not choose you, the 12, and one of you is a devil? He spoke of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for it was he who would betray him, being one of the 12. Jesus knew. Jesus wasn't caught off guard. Jesus predicted it. Jesus expected it. But it's still kind of a startling statement, right? One of you is a devil. The thing that fascinates me is that the apostle Paul made a very similar statement, really, to the Ephesians. And he even included himself in the mix. And and I I guess you could say he included all of us because in Ephesians chapter two, verses one through three, he wrote, and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked. In other words, in, in which you once lived according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. Listen, the Bible says we all were once children of wrath. Sons of disobedience. We were all disdainful of God's great love. Betrayers, one and all. And yet he loves us. And it's easy to forget Jesus loved Judas, too. We're so glad you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today. We'd like to encourage you to continue reading God's Word daily, looking for the powerful truth and the promises that lie within its pages. There's always something to learn from the Bible, and we hope you'll make it part of your daily routine. If you'd like to listen to more of Pastor Robert's teachings from the book of Matthew, you'll find them at MainThingRadio.com. You'll also learn more about this ministry and connect with us on social media. We also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. Here's David to tell you more. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days at blinding speed. But there's always a moment to pause. Those in-between times are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. 
simply go to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, David. We also want to invite you to join us for worship this weekend. Come visit Calvary Miami Beach on Sunday for worship and Bible study, or join us online as we live stream. You'll be able to find out all you need to know by clicking on Calvary Miami Beach under About at our website. Again, that's MainThingRadio.com. That's all we have time for today. Join Pastor Robert next time, right here on Main Thing Radio. 